Welcome everyone. Here you are again on one of the fantastic shows of the Franklin D. Watkins Award Show. This is your host, Coach T. Tate. And of course, as always, I'm waiting for the story that J. Everett Pearsall is going to give us today where he is. Who knows? He's on the highway somewhere. But we're working hard, very, very hard for the upcoming Franklin D. Watkins Award event that's going to be on Saturday, March the 12th, kicking off with a red carpet extravaganza at 6 o'clock. Matter of fact, I think it's going to be at 5 o'clock. So uh, don't take my word for 6. Get there at 5 o'clock. Ticket information. Uh, all type of events that we're doing on Friday uh, and Saturday leading up to the event uh, can be found on the website at www.naaaa.com. That's www.naaaa.com. As always, Coach T. Tate likes to do a disclaimer because this is the type of show that it's Hard to believe sometimes some of the things that we talk about. So we don't want the radio station, their staff, any of the sponsors, uh, commercials. We don't want other people to get in trouble for the things that Jay Everett Pearsall and I talk about. And trust me, a lot of the things we talk about is just not made for TV nor the radio. But with that said, the views and opinions of the Watkins Awards show are those of J. Everett Pearsall and Coach T. Tate. So if you're going to take it out on anyone, don't take it out on the radio station, bbsradio.com. Hey, you can always stop by and listen to some great music. I mean, a lot of times I listen to the radio station and I hear some uh, great, great music. Uh, and I, I can only tell you, please don't take it out on uh, any other great people there. And certainly don't take it out on our sponsors or advertisers. All they're trying to do is to help us. I mean, certainly they are trying to help us. They're trying to help the things that we do, which is with the National Alliance of African-American Athletes, our mission. The easiest way to say it, we help these young men to make the transition from high school to college to the real world. Now, I know it doesn't seem like a lot to you, like, hey, that's easy. You know, who who in the world needs help to make the transition from high school to college to the real world? I mean, really, that sounds like One of the easiest things in the world to do, well, let me tell you, is not as easy as it sounds. Uh, And certainly for the sponsors. BBS Radio TV. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You know, I can tell you. You're kidding me. You're kidding me, right? There's no time to kid. There's only BBS Radio TV. One of the things that I'm going to continue doing. Uh, every once in a while, ladies and gentlemen, you may hear some interruptions in the background and my engineers are working hard. I mean, working real hard uh, in trying to resolve that issue in the background. 
But one of our commercials is about to come up. And, you know, just because it's the last day of February, which February is called Black History Month, but here at the National Alliance of African-American Athletes, specifically the Watkins Award, we celebrate Black history every day. Something good, something good that is said about these young men uh, and the people who work around these young men is said all the time. I would encourage you to go back and listen to some of our shows. You can go online to any of the major podcast platforms and basically uh, listen to any of the shows. And it's nothing but good news. So as I just before I talk about the sponsors and as I move back for, you know, something, one of our sponsors who certainly is a hero for Black History Month. Um, hey, you listen to it yourself. Tell me what you think. We all go through adversity. It's not just about these young men, but we have grown women who lead by example. And Miss Jan Adams is one of them. So with that said, bring Miss Jan up and let Miss Jan speak for the moment. Join us this Women's History Month as we highlight the phenomenal contributions of sheroes in the DMV. They certainly are strong. They stick together, that's for sure. Four decades ago, Jan Adams was a divorced mom living on welfare. Today, she's the president and CEO of JMA Solutions, a government consulting firm based right here in D.C. With a dedication to honesty, professionalism, and hard work, it's no wonder Jan's 150-employee firm has received numerous awards and that she herself was inducted into the D.C. Hall of Fame for her outstanding contributions to the D.C. business community. Today, we pay tribute to Jan Adams. Celebrating her story, one she wrote at a time. Well, let me tell you, uh, she is one great hero. Uh, Miss Jan Adams is the president of JMA Solutions, and you can find more information on JMA Solutions at jma-solutions.com. They have offices in Washington, D.C., East Harbor Township, New Jersey, and Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, Some of our other sponsors real quickly are J.C. Lofton's Professional Alterations and Custom Tailoring at 1003 U Street, Northwest in Washington, D.C. You can give them a call at 202-328-4739. Also, you can give HeavenlyBodyProducts.com, new sponsor that we have, and HeavenlyBodyProducts.com is located in Atlanta, Georgia, in a 10,000-square-foot warehouse. Give them a call. Go to their website first, uh, heavenlybodyproducts.com. They have some great products. Uh, Their telephone number is 404-286-6700. That's 404-286-6700. For the last two of our sponsors, Cooper Crickman uh, Law Firm. They're located at 1111 14th Street, Northwest Suite 1000. And that's in Washington, D.C. And their telephone number is 202-265-4520. Now, when you need representation for real property and litigation, I can tell you both of these guys in in particular, 
This cat called Robert Cooper, he is one heck of a litigator. So if you need anything that's talking about real estate or concerning real estate or particularly litigation, uh, these guys, Cooper and Crickman uh, Law Firm at 1111 uh, 14th Street Northwest in Washington, D.C. And last but not least, the SRG Group, headed up by Miss Ayana Jones, making brokers into owners and agents into brokers. They're here in Atlanta, but she's uh, licensed to do uh, real estate in about seven different states, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, and I don't remember the other four, but certainly give her a call at 678-485-7374. I see that my partner, Mr. J. Everett Pearsall, has finally arrived, and as I mentioned, you know, we always want to get that story from him. You never know where he's flying in from. Uh, you know, he's using all kinds of Maseratis, Lamborghinis, electric cars, bicycles. Who knows what in the world got him home today? But Mr. Pearsaw, I mean, you got that big star in the back. Are you in Dallas or are you at your home uh, in the local DMV area? Well, you know, one of the things that I keep telling myself that I'm going to have to do is to create a virtual background of my home office, which is the mecca for a Dallas Cowboy fan like myself, um, so that you can't tell whether I'm home or on the road or, you know, and it also shows that star that I got over here. You know what I mean? I always need to have that star in the background. But I am home right now. Recently, um, returning home from Tampa, Florida, and in Tampa, Florida, I'll have our listening audience to know that I had an opportunity to go down and see one of this year's Watkins Award men, 2022, and Elijah Green. Now, his dad promised me that he would hit a home run for me. And I said to myself that sport of baseball is a little different. No, you can promise me to hit a home run, but it's okay if we don't get it this time. I've seen enough of it on film. Uh, the first up at bat, he got hit with the pitch. So I guess they were trying to deter him from giving me my home run. And the next time up at bat, he hit the ball over the wall of the deepest part of their field, which measured at, measures at 480. 480. Hmm. That's a major league baseball distance. He hit the ball smack over the wall at 480. God knows exactly how far it went. I tell you, Eliza Green swings that bat with bad intentions, and it was a whole lot of fun to go down and have an opportunity uh, to see him play basketball. I mean, I'm sorry, baseball at the high school level. Really special. 4.2 GPA, I might add. Four point two. Well, we'll be listening to uh, the introduction down in Orlando uh, soon. That'll be coming up in a few minutes. So it will over uh, emphasize the fact of him being able to pull off that four point two. But, you know, there's a lot going on. Pearsall, and I know that you're getting excited, you know, only a few more days to go. 
Uh, so if somebody's interested in going to uh, this upcoming Watkins Award where they can see these extraordinary scholar athletes in the flesh, where can they go to get tickets? Well, now, uh, I'll first tell you where to go. I'm going to tell you why to go, and I'm going to tell you where to go again. So go to our website at www.n as in Nancy, followed by 4as.com. That's N-A-A-A-A.com. So that's your first on that. Secondly, we've eliminated any excuse for you not coming. We're at a beautiful venue in Bethesda Blues and Jazz. You could come to that venue and enjoy the Watkins Award for just $49. Now, that doesn't include any food or beverage, just coming to the show. But you could come to the show for $49. Never before have you been able to do such a thing. We've now made it a la carte where you can also step up your game and be able to come over to the VIP reception, enjoy the VIP reception and the show for 250 And so uh, it's up to you. It's up to your budget and what your appetite is all about. But we have it there for you to be able to enjoy. And so the Watkins Award, as mentioned by Coach Tate, is less than two weeks away now. We'll be embarking upon our Watkins Award weekend. And things are percolating. Things are exciting. And all the details of this magnificent weekend is coming into place. Please go to our website. Once again, and is in Nancy, followed by 4As.com, N-A-A-A-A.com. So let me let the listeners and those who are watching uh, get a sneak preview of who is going to be at the event. So that's coming up uh, in a few seconds right now. So let's bring them up right now and get a chance to see what type of individuals have been coming through the Watkins Award and what type of individuals will be at the Bethesda Jazz and Blues Club on March the 12th. Hey fans, the Watkins Award recognizes the nation's top African-American male high school scholar athletes. The award has been presented annually since 1992 and is named for the late Franklin D. Watkins, who cared about the kids in his community and coached championship football and basketball teams in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. On March 12, 2022, in Washington, D.C., the National Alliance of African-American Athletes will recognize six premier African-American scholar-athletes with the presentation of the 30th annual Franklin D. Watkins Memorial Award. The finalists are chosen based on their unweighted grade point averages, extracurricular activities, community service, personal statements, and letters of recommendation. With us, we have the founder and executive director of the Watkins Award, Everett Pearsall, chairman of the board, Kevin Clark, board directors, David Williams, Tyrone Tate, Keon Roberts, Val Emery, and Vareva Harris. Six finalists will be recognized for the 2022 Watkins Award trophy. Not present today is Brandon Davis, Under Armour All-American from Middletown, Delaware, with a sterling 4.2 grade point average at Middletown High School. But present here today and standing with their lovely families in alphabetical order, please welcome Tyler Booker with his mother, Tashana, and his father, William, from New Haven, Connecticut. 
Tyler's achieved high honor roll, volunteers for Black Couples United, Community Baptist Church, and Dominate the Day Camp, mentor at St. Luke's School and West Haven Seahawks football program, recipient of IMG Helpful Heart Award, member of the BSU, motivational speaker for Connecticut Youth, UA Next program, MEPS Prep All-American, FBU All-American, and Under Armour Next All-American while maintaining a 3.0 GPA at IMG Academy. Fans, give it up for Tyler Booker. Next up, give it up for Elijah Green with his mother Leslie and father Eric from Windermere, Florida. Elijah has achieved high honor roll at all four years of high school, volunteers for Little League Baseball and mentor to many youth baseball leagues, spearheading diversity initiative in baseball, IMG Golden Glove, high school baseball preseason All-American, Prospect Wire All-American, Perfect Game All-American team, Baseball Factory All-Star, Baseball Factory All-American, Team USA 18U team, ranked the number one high school baseball player, Prep Baseball Report number one player in the nation, and Under Armour Baseball All-American while maintaining a 4.1 GPA at IMG Academy. You guys are impressive. Give it up for Elijah Green. Next up, give it up for Harold Perkins with his mother Bertha and Uncle Alvin from Cypress, Texas. Harold has achieved A-B honor roll for all four years of his high school. Mentor at Cypress Middle School, Houston Touchdown Club Offensive Player of the Year, first team all-district running back, first team all-district linebacker, Dave Campbell's Whataburger Super Team first team linebacker, all-state running back, first team all-district running back, first team all-district linebacker, and Under Armour Next All-American while maintaining a 4.9 grade point average at Cypress Park High school. Give it up for Harold Perkins. Next up, give it up for Brennan Thompson. Here with his mom, Bonnie, from Spearman, Texas. Brennan is a member of the National Honor Society, academic All-American, Spearman football homecoming king, volunteer at the ARC Domestic Violence and Sexual Abuse Center and Chamber of Commerce, also volunteers for Christmas Meal Delivery and Big Brothers Big Sisters, Silver 100-meter state champion, Gold 200-meter state champion, first-team all-district defensive back, first-team all-district wide receiver, all-state all-purpose player, ranked number 11 in the state in the state of Texas, ESPN ranked 91st player in the nation, Rivals ranked 66th nationally, an Under Armour football All-American while maintaining a 4.2 grade point average at Spearman High School. Wow. Brennan Thompson. Last but not least, let's make some noise for Wesley Williams. He's with Mom Paula and Father William from Gainesville, Virginia. Wesley is a member of the National Honor Society volunteer for DECA Inclusivity Project, Buddy Club member, volunteer for Football Faith Timeout, Youth Football Mentor, First Team All-Met, Maryland All-State Team, and Regional Defensive Player of the Year while maintaining a 4.2 grade point average at Battlefield High School. Give it up for Wesley Williams! 
fans, what an incredible group of young men that have incredible GPAs and are involved in a myriad of community service activities that give back to their local communities. Under Armour is proud to be a major supporter of the 2022 Watkins Award Trophy presentation and program. Fans, one more time, a huge round of applause for these young men. Wow, you guys are awesome. Well, Mr. Pearsall, you know, I don't know what to say, but this is what you consistently have been bringing to the forefront. And we'll talk about those young men a little bit more later on because, you know, we got someone here that certainly is going to be a part of the same conversation that we've been having about how incredible these young men are. Uh, Brandon uh, Roster, you know, I can't say enough about because he he comes from the suburbs of D.C., a place that I spent a lot of time, of course, going back and forth from D.C. to Virginia. And Fairfax has some incredible athletes out there. But I just want people to know also that I don't want all these guys who keep coming on our show going to Stanford, like Stanford got open admissions or something. These guys are working their butts off to get into these schools. But, I mean, this guy, first of all, let's talk about the athletic accolades. I mean, he's a consensus first-team All-American coming out of high school at Fairfax High School. He was rated the number two running back in the country. I, I could go on and on about his accolades, but when you rush for 5,200 yards, 5,200 yards, you know, you only get four years in high school. So I don't want anyone to think that he got an extra year in high school. So that means even as a freshman, a true freshman, he still had over a thousand yards. And in his senior year, he had 17 100 yards. So he was player of the year in the area, and he was also a speedster on the track team. I can't say enough about all the honors that he has, but I will ask him a question when I bring him up, and that is he was a member of the Latin Honor Society. I mean, man, you know he got to be smart. I mean, you're the only person I know that can speak Latin, maybe big Latin, but you can speak Latin. You can talk to Brandon. Brandon Roster, welcome to the Watkins Awards show. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well, thanks. Thanks for the introduction. It uh, uh, brings me back, I guess you could say. Um, you know, I'm almost 40 years old. I turned 40 in a couple of weeks. So, uh, Holy cow, a- man. You're making me feel like <laughs> Come on now. I'm using subtraction. You using addition. Right? You're a smart guy. You come from a, a smart family. All your brothers were athletes and extremely smart. So what that said, you know, this show is heard by a lot of athletes who idea is to go to Division One schools. And I'm sure there's a, quite a few of them listening today who inspired to go to a Stanford. So with that said, what I always ask the question, all I got, what's going on in the Roster household 
when you in elementary and middle school, man, because this stuff, you didn't just trip over a log and bump your head and all of a sudden you say, oh, this is what I'm going to do here. I mean, what's going on as a kid in your household? Um, well, that's a good question. Jeez. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I guess, you know, my parents, right? My mom and dad both uh, instilling those, you know, those virtues in us of, you know, excelling in school. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, <clears throat> you know, growing up, my mom stayed at home with us. So she was always on top of us to make sure we're doing the homework, doing the reading, all those things. Um I mean, I think it's really about the culture you're brought up in um, and the opportunities you have as well, right? So we always, you know, went to good schools. Um, you know, I moved around a lot when I was younger, but high school in the Northern Virginia area, as you mentioned, great school district. So it's, you know, I think a combination of the parenting as well as the opportunity and being put in good situations. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, you know, the, the the expectation was set and they didn't have an option not to, not to <laughs> um, abide by what the parents were putting down. So um you know, they get a lot of credit for uh, for putting us in the in the right situation. Well, Northern Virginia, as you just mentioned, is one of the top school districts in the country. So you almost going to a prep college, a preparatory college uh, environment in Northern Virginia. So you know, coming in as a freshman, a true freshman, what in the world? I mean. If you get a thousand yards plus as a freshman, but you graduate with a 4.0, how do you achieve a thousand yards as a freshman and rush for a thousand yards, man? That's not the easiest thing in the world to do. And I know you're talking about mama, but how do you stay focused? Um. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's tough. I can't imagine uh doing that stuff today, putting all the time and, and effort it takes. But when you're young, you have all that energy. I think it kind of just comes naturally. Um, you know, I moved to I moved to Northern Virginia um, right before my freshman year of high school. I moved from Texas, so Texas, you know, they play big time football from an early age. So um, I think I got a little bit indoctrinated to to the game over there and had a little bit of a leg up when I came um, came to high school football. But also, you know, I was I was big. I was one of the tallest kids, one of the fastest kids, right? So, um, you know, the good good DNA has something to do with it too. Um, but yeah, I mean, hard work. I mean, what, what else can you say? It's kind of just something you do. Um, and like I said before, you, you know, the, the expectation was set, and there wasn't really an option not to do it. So it was wake up early, go to school, go to class go to your athletics, come home, eat dinner, homework, go to sleep and just rinse them and pee. Right. So like I said, I can't imagine doing that stuff today because uh, I certainly don't have that much energy anymore, but um, you know, it's nice to be, to be young and, and, you know, gifted, talented, all those things. Uh, it's, you know, it's just, it is what we did back then. Well, trust me, you probably got more energy than the average 40 year old. I mean, you probably be a modest uh, to say the least, but you become a senior. And uh, your senior year, you rushed for 1,700 plus yards, man. I mean, are they giving the ball to anybody else? They just said, look, just give it to him. Let him run it 35, 40 times. I mean, you must have had an incredible stamina, but how do you, your senior year, stay so focused to become? one of the elite running backs, not just in Virginia, but the nation. How, how do you stay focused on 
that part of your life? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was just, you know, we, we would wake up early, go to the weight room at, you know, five in the morning before school started. Um, and it was a culture too, right? It wasn't just me. It was the entire team putting in that work. Um, you know, obviously football, the ultimate team game, right? Me sure. rushing for 1,700 yards is a reflection of the entire team. Um, and, you know, to be honest, we were, I think we were undefeated that year in the regular season. So um, sat, sat out a lot of fourth quarters and, and big parts of second half because it was, it was such a team game. The team was, was well-prepared and, you know, we all just worked it together. Um, but, you know, senior year also, you know, when you're, when you're uh, a senior in high school, you're on top of the world, right. And you want to um, go out with the bang. And I think um, that kind of extra motivation to, uh, to excel in the field comes when you're a senior. And we had a, we had a great group of leaders with that team. Um, you know, look, I look back and I real fondly, um, some of my best friends to this day from that team still. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a good time in my life to look back upon. That's for sure. Well, we got a quick commercial coming up. We're going to let that commercial run. Uh, and I forgot to mention that sponsor, but I'll let the commercial speak for itself. And then I'll come back and I got a couple more questions for you before I hand you over to Mr. J. Everett Pearsall. <laughs> so let that commercial run. I'm a dreamer. It all starts with a dream. Innovative circuits run the creative mind. No limits. Overriding beliefs. Jump in. Take all. Uncompromised. The entrepreneur spirit is a faithful friendship towards the future. What will you be packing? Hey, Brandon, I'm going I'm to talk to that sponsor, and we may have to have you to do that commercial as well. Man. I mean, you know, I was, you get me pumped up, man, the way you was. I mean, my goodness. So you're, I, I just wonder who your close friends were, because they say birds and the feather flock together. There's no way in the world you can't win a state championship your senior year doing what you're doing. So tell me the, the thought process. I mean, I know Stanford is a great school, but everybody is recruiting you, especially in the local DMV area. I mean, you got some pretty good football schools that are much closer than Stanford. But what's the thought pattern that you thought about leading into that decision, but knowing that your parents I mean, clearly they were going to have to take a long haul to come over and see you most of the time. So what, what's the thought? Um, well, you know, Stanford was, uh, had just come off a really great season. My, my, uh, my senior high school, they, they won the PAC 12. Um, so it was, you know, it wasn't purely a, you know, let's go to a great academic school decision. It was also a football decision because they're an up and coming program. Um, you know, I just played in the Rose Bowl, which is, I dream of anyone who's seen it on TV and you know play on that field New Year's Day. So um, certainly wanted to go to a top-notch football school. Um, but it was, you know, at the time, and I think still to this day, while they haven't had, a, you know, great football seasons as of late, just, you know, for looking for that great combination of athletics 
and academics, right? It's it's really hard to beat. And I think as evidenced by all the other Watkins men who have attended Stanford, I think it's a, it's a common choice. Um, you know, on top of that, uh, you know, I went out there for my official visit in January and I wore shorts and a t-shirt and uh, said, you know, I can, I can do this. Um, and, you know, I, I've, I have a lot of family connections to that part of the country. I was born in San Francisco. So it all kind of felt like home despite it being real far away. Sure. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like I would make the same decision a hundred times out of a hundred. Um, can't imagine a better place in the world to be. So any recruits out there thinking about going to Stanford, whether it's the right choice or not, I guarantee it is. So <laughs> um, happy to talk more about it. So Brandon, you, um, you leave, you get out there to Stanford, at least you, you did a visit, you see the campus, but what's the, the feeling that you, you can remember coming on that campus and, walking through that tunnel for the first time with a Stanford uniform on. Is it, is it the euphoria that you say that I made a sacrifice in high school, both academically and athletically, really overcame adversity? What's, what's going through your mind when you're coming through that tunnel with that uniform on? Um, you know, I think it's uh you, you, you can't really describe it or, you know, understand it till you actually do it. Um, the level of excitement that you have, you know, you, you, you walk into the dressing room, you think you're excited, you think you're excited, but the feeling of running out through that tunnel, like it's, it's, you know, I've never been more hyped in my life and probably haven't been since, especially that first game. Right. Cause it's a, it's a new feeling. Um, and right. And you, it, it, you don't feel like you made it. You feel like, all right, now I'm here. Now let's go, let's go play a game and let's go, you know, do this for four more years. Right. So it's, it's, I'm, I've arrived, but I still have so much, so much more to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the, like I said, the level of excitement that you feel when you walk through there is not something that, that beforehand you can describe. And, and you know, to this day, probably not something I've felt since. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, feels great. <laughs> So what's the what's the difference to you? I mean, because you got a four point so you're really not intimidated by the academic atmosphere that is most representative of Palo Alto and Stanford University. But what's the feel when you walk into the classroom for the first time? I mean, you going into a classroom, Stanford University? Do you you is the professors uh, intimidating? To you, or you just say, "Hey, let's do this." You know, it's like a football game. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a little bit intimidating at first, um, not really knowing to expect. But you know, everyone's everyone's so nice. Everyone's um, right. It's California, right? Everyone has that California attitude, right? So, um, if I felt uncomfortable, it was just me, and it, and it went away real quickly. I mean, I think the student body was was, it was similar, where right, everyone. Who, who attend Stanford was all top of their class, right? So you know that you're with some of the some of the brightest brains in the world. Um, but you know, for the most part, people didn't come off as, as smug or anything along those lines. Just everyone's there to kind of collaborate. Um, you know, everyone has the same goal in mind, which is to learn and uh, right do their best. So um, it was. Uh, I didn't have any any feelings of discomfort at all. I felt I felt right at home from the very beginning. Another great thing too is. And this is perhaps particular to Stanford, but, you know, as a football player, you always get there real early. So I think I was on campus for um, uh, for preseason practice 
okay. six, seven weeks before school actually started. So a lot of time to get acclimated before you actually have to show up in the classroom, which is nice. I know that well, I that, but Stanford did. Well, I'm going I'm to certainly turn you over to uh, Mr. Pearsall, but I will say congratulations. I mean, I know it's been a long time, especially when you were part of the, the class of 2K. Uh, so that 2000 class was an awesome class. You had four guys and three of you had 4.0s, man. I mean, you all were rocking and rolling. You go out to Stanford. Of course, you graduate. Uh, you're doing some phenomenal things. But you said something earlier, and I'm going to hold you to that. And that is, if there's somebody out there that's interested in going to Stanford, then they can get in touch with Brandon Roster, and he will certainly lead you down that pathway and show you how to come to Stanford and graduate on time like you did. So thanks again. We really appreciate it. And Mr. Pearsall, he's all yours now. Brandon Royster, a.k.a. Mr. Royster, a.k.a. B.R., a.k.a. B. Royce, a.k.a. Mr. Fairfax, a.k.a. Mr. Virginia, a.k.a. running back and receiver, a.k.a. best running back in Virginia, a.k.a. Mr. Cardinal, a.k.a. Mr. Slippery, a.k.a. Mr. Brilliant Brandon, a.k.a. top teammate. AKA consultant extraordinaire. Welcome to the show, Brandon. <laughs> you know, every time I see Everett, you're always running around talking to everybody and stuff. So it's nice to be able to actually talk to you instead of having you just, you know, a quick dap and then you go off and do your thing, right? So, oh, man. Oh, you're making me feel bad. I'm going to have to come down to Virginia so we can have some lunch. Yeah, man, let, let me tell you, I remember back in 2000 to this, to the day. I remember driving up on your high school campus and saying, I'm going to go to a game and I'm going to check out uh, to see this running back play and, and try to get an opportunity to meet your family because I'd spoken with them on the phone and everything was pretty much teed up. And, and so I drove down and didn't have to fly in town. And, and uh, I, I walked in and I remember the electricity. Um, I then remembered the opportunity to sit there beside uh, your mom and dad and, and your dad, obviously intent on making sure he took in every moment of the game. And then your mother sort of just kind of giving me an idea of who you guys were as a family and telling me a little bit about who you were as an individual. I'd like to tell you, and I, and, and I, and I haven't told them, um, certainly as, as my daughter was a newborn and an infant and, and a carrier, and you remember meeting her when I brought her uh, to your function, over there at Magianos, she's now graduated from Cornell, by the way. Let us know how old we are. I took a lot of my blueprint from, you know, what your mom and dad did and what I could, what little bit I could pick up from them in raising you. Uh, but more importantly, when I saw that game and saw how electric it was and saw you out there with the burst that you had and your ability to go out there and make the defense look absolutely foolish, absolutely foolish and yet have a 4.0 GPA. Let me ask you one question, Brandon. Um, and I, I take people where they are and, and kind of give people an opportunity to learn from uh, really, really what you bring to the table. Looking at growing up, or not growing up, but uh, finishing your, your high school football career there in Fairfax, which is a suburb, um, give me an idea of what you may have seen as one or two challenges where you had to make a decision to go right or left. And maybe you don't have any, 
But just think about it in terms of being around maybe a teammate, a classmate, a schoolmate, a friend. Where was it that you found yourself in a position where you had to make a decision and you made a decision to go one way versus another and that ended up being a positive decision? Oh, man, that's a, that's a tough one. <laughs> it's like a job interview question. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see, man, high school, high school is a tough time, right? Because there's, right, you always have to balance, you know, the, the social aspect of it with, you know, doing the things I know I'm supposed to be doing and there's, there's temptation everywhere, right? And that's not, that's not, you know, specific to high school. That's high school, that's college, that's being an adult. Um, <clears throat> when I can remember times when I, you know, showed up late to football practice because I had to stay behind in class to finish an assignment or whatever it was. And I remember, you know, Coach Verbanek yelling at me, like, why are you late? You know, we got a, we got a game this week. Why are you late? And I would say, hey, Coach, I, I had to stay back to help help some students, help teach or whatever it was. Um, you know, and so so Coach Coach got over it. But um, <laughs> I, think, I think the idea is, right, you can't, you know, if you have – you know, the, those obligations were multiple things pulling at you. Um, you know, even if you're letting someone down on, on one end of that obligation, if, as long as it was uh, with, with positive intents for whatever else you had to do, um, then I think uh, you can't really, can't really be faulted for it. So that was just one particular incident. <laughs> My mom likes to tell that story of, <laughs> of showing up late to football practice, but uh, I'm sure there counts other times where, you know, you just have to balance um, what are things I want to be doing? What are things I should be doing? And kind of making sure that you're uh, that you're making the right decision. Um, yeah. Brandon, I have a daughter who's a junior, and one of the things that I keep trying to impress upon her is uh, the value of time management. And it's tough when you're that age, right? Because you don't really get that whole concept of of time management. But really, you just said it. It's it's how you manage your time and how you set up your priorities that will help you to ultimately you know accomplish your goals. Now I'm gonna tell my listening audience, and I'm gonna say it again. If you didn't listen to me, one of my names was Brilliant Brandon, Brilliant Royster. Now, let me just tell you that there is a story that surrounds um, his campus, his friends, and his school that a lot of times when he took his tests in some of the toughest classes, especially the ones that graduated on a, a, I'm sorry, that graded on a curve, that he would manipulate his grades so that their grades wouldn't be as bad. Now, don't, don't confirm that. Don't confirm that. I don't want anyone to get the idea that they need to do that. But, you know, he was so brilliant in the classroom that essentially, you know, he had to kind of say, hey, uh, you guys, I'll help you out a little bit by not getting a perfect score on every test that I take in high school. That said, um, picking a school like a Stanford is no joke, and, and, and Coach Tate has talked about it. But the reality of it is, if you could just give a quick excerpt in preparation to anyone who is really considering an academic college you know, and they had a good football team as well, but an academic college um, to be able to play sport, but to also exist in a realm where you're writing a 2000 word paper every other day for the classes that you're in. And, and then you're in an engineering class. What what does a uh, an individual have to kind of get in the mindset of to be able to handle the challenge of a major sport at a major academic institution like a Stanford? Yeah, Um what I'll say is if when you're there, it kind of becomes the norm, right? You, 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 you figure out how to navigate that scenario, just like you would anywhere. Right. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's challenging, but like with any challenge, you know, you take it on and you give it your best and you adjust and you eventually, you eventually kind of figure it out. So, um, 
Yeah, I, 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 and I th- also think, you know, you have to be aware of the support system that you have, right? So all these institutions will always offer tutoring services. Um, if you need help with a particular class, right, ask your professors, ask your teammates, ask your coaches, right? There's, everyone wants to see you succeed, um, <clears throat> which was, um, I think, tough to realize at first because of how challenging it was. But once you kind of understood, once I, I understood that, um the goal for the entire university was for me to succeed and that there was help out there to, to, to be had. Um, that was a, that was a big weight off my shoulders, even just understanding that that was an option, even if I you know, didn't have to use those options. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's tough at Stanford. Uh, one of the thing, one of the things that people say is, you know, for athletes, you can be good at um, sports. You can be good at school. You can be good at social life. Those are three things. You can only be good at two of them. So you got to choose. Right. Uh, <laughs> I gave it a shot at all three, but uh, you know, um, like I said, you see, you adapt and you get by. Excellent. Now, you know, if you take a look at obviously um, the career that you had through high school, and then going into Stanford, and 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 obviously being set to be one of the best that they've ever had, um, we know that you know sometimes the cards aren't you know what you think they might be. And so as brokenhearted as I was through watching you deal with the pain of an injury and, and what happened to your knees and, and things that were completely beyond your control, um, they switched you to receiver just to kind of limit, uh, limit the amount of repetitions you have, but still once you on the field a certain number of times, all those things I saw, I sat in the front row. I was on the bench for all that stuff. And as brokenhearted as I was, I watched. You know, you, you maintain an upbeat attitude through all of that. And, and again, it was commendable because your teammates fed off of it. And I think a lot of their success is due to that. Uh, but when you take a look at your journey that you've had so far, what has the Watkins Award meant to you? Um, well, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been great to be affiliated with such a positive organization, right? Um, you know, I, I certainly haven't put in as much time as, as, as you, Everett, or, or many others, but um, – um, just to, uh, I always appreciate your updates, uh, your email updates from the games, seeing you at games, um, and just understanding like the positive impact that, that the Watkins award and the, and the Lions has on athletes throughout the world, right? It's, uh, throughout the world, but throughout the, throughout the United States, um, you know, certainly it's, it's grown in its impact and kind of scale and reach over the years. Um, a lot, of, a lot of credit to, to you ever and to, and to Tyrone and, and a bunch of others. Um, but again, just to be affiliated with such a with such a positive organization um, has been great, and, and you know I've I've met so many great people um, from you know obviously my class, guys you know younger, older, uh, guys who went pro, guys who you know you know didn't didn't get there for one reason or another, um, and you know from the from the most successful to the to the least successful, it's all one big family. And I think we all kind of understand each other, right? It's a, it's an right. experience that uh, um, of being that top performing athlete plus having a, you know the top performing academics that um, is pretty rare, to be perfectly honest. And um, you know, unfortunately, it's pretty rare. But um, I think having that brotherhood has really uh, has really been a, a positive impact in my life. Thank you, man. I definitely appreciate you saying that, and it's really why we do it. You guys are absolutely phenomenal. And we want everyone to know how phenomenal you are and to use that as encouragement in their lives and encouragement in the lives of the people that they come in contact with. Now, you know, again, you said that word, which I, I'm going to have to painfully disagree, and that word success. 
when I look at you, I see success, man. I see success all over you. Now, whether you were able to make it to the NFL or not, yeah, no, we didn't make that happen. We didn't check that box, but you would have. Um, but I see success all over you and everything that you've done. Um, just this for a minute or two, can you uh, give our listening audience an idea of some of the things that you've done in your community? More importantly, obviously, as a family man, you know, some of the things that you're doing and then where you're working now as a brilliant consultant. I always like to hear that because <laughs> what you're doing now really is not something. Uh, not, not everybody can do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I've been a family. I have, I have two young kids, a seven-year-old boy, five-year-old girl. So um, they occupy all my time um, these days. And, and you know, one of the things I really appreciate doing, and I did this back when I was in high school too, was, was coaching. So you know, I, I, have, I have no desire to actually, you know, be a professional coach or anything like that, but I love coaching my kids' teams, um, coach both their soccer teams, coach my son's five football team for the first time this winter. So really appreciate that. Not just helping my own kids, but obviously helping a bunch of you know other kids learn the game and appreciate it as well. Um, so I feel like that's, you know, that's my way of giving back to the community. I really, really enjoy uh, participating in those leagues. Um, yeah. And then as far as work, I've, I've worked at Accenture uh, for 15 plus years now, um, technology consulting. Uh, it's kind of a hard thing to describe and not terribly interesting <laughs> for people who aren't involved in technology, but uh, long story short is I implement you know, enterprise grade software solutions for federal government commercial clients. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's challenging at times, but, uh, you know, similar to other, to, to sports, it's, it's fulfilling and, you know, you really appreciate that sense of accomplishment when your work is done. Um, yeah. And, and, and just, just doing good things, but I mean, <clears throat> back to the family stuff. I mean, that's, that's what I live for now. Um, like many of us and, uh, you know, as long as I'm I'm doing what I can do for my kids and my wife to to uh, to provide for them, then I'm then I'm happy. You know, most of us in the business world know how difficult it is to not only get into a company like Accenture, but like you just said, you've been there for 15 years and kicking tail and kind of doing some pretty extraordinary things. And so, again, that's to be commendable. You take it lightly. And, and I appreciate the humble nature with which you go through all of the things that you've done. Uh, but again, when I take a look at your journey and some of the things that you've accomplished so far, you know, I don't take that lightly because I'm telling you um, that it's pretty special, the accomplishments that you have. One last thing before I turn it back over to Coach Tate. If you had a word or a phrase uh, that you would give to uh, someone who was young and, and impressionable on your journey or something that they could carry with them moving forward. I know as a coach, you probably have one or two. Uh, what would that word, phrase, or slogan be? Oh, man. Um, I mean, a, a single word is you got to persist, right? You, you know, you, challenges come every day in various forms, right? Even when things are going great, they can flip on you in an instant. So you have to, you have to persist and you have to, and you have to be consistent, right? You have to show up every single day, good days, bad days, whatever it might be. Um, you know, showing up is is a is a big part of uh, of of getting stuff done, and I and that's not just athletics in in, in my in my job. Um, I think about that a lot. Even if you know I get called into a meeting, I have no idea what's happening, um, <clears throat> and I you know I feel like I'm with a bunch of people I don't know who they are, a bunch of leaders who don't know who I am. You know what? I'm going to show up anyway, and even if I have nothing to say. 
because he's showing up as a, as a big part of, of kind of taking that first step is, is important. Um, another thing which, you know, people in the D.C. area have various different opinions on Robert Griffin, right? He was Redskins quarterback, Washington Commanders quarterback a while ago. <laughs> but one of the things that, that he said that I actually really like um, is know your why, right? You have to know why you're doing things, know the reasons why it is you know, that you're taking on any task. And, you know, you have to be on board with, with whatever your purpose is. So I, um, you know, I, I, I think that one resonates with me. Um, right. For me, my why is my family and my kids. Um, and and why to set a good example and provide for them. Uh, my why has changed over the years, but, uh, again, as, as, uh, it may sound a little corny and, um, but, uh, but I appreciate that phrase as well. Oh, man, very, very powerful. And definitely, definitely appreciate that. Again, this is the only guy that I know that made Stanford look easy. I turn it back over to you, Coach State. <laughs> I, I'm lost for words, but I will say, uh, Brandon, thank you so much for giving back to the community. I can't imagine having, you know, a kid who is being coached by someone who played football at Stanford you know, who graduated from Stanford, let alone the accomplishments that you have coming out of high school, your great role model and example. So I just want to stop with this. And that is one, Mr. Pearsall, I'm inviting Mr. Royster to the upcoming Watkins Award. If you got time, He's already pledged to be there. He's already pledged to be there. You're oh late. My we God. already did that. Okay. Okay. Well, that's okay. He might be planning, but I want the public to hear that they can come and they can pinch this guy, that it wasn't a robot or some type of, of computer animated generation. We created this guy. That he's not real. So you can come to the awards banquet that we're going to have on March the 12th at the Bethesda Jazz and Blues Club. Uh, Brandon Roster is going to be there. And Mr. Pearsall, before we go, what can we expect? You got the Watkins Award honorees are coming. What can the audience expect and where can they get those tickets from again? Go to NAAAA.com. And what you can expect is an entire evening that's going to be action-packed. You'll have the ability to meet our Watkins guys. You'll, got, you'll get the ability to come to a ceremony where we bring in the next five guys into the Watkins family. So Brandon will be there amongst his other Watkins brothers. Come on out and see us. It'll be a ton of fun. And I'll tell you what, once you come one time, you'll never miss it. Well, you got it, ladies and gentlemen. You got it. And we want to thanks again. Mr. Brandon Roster, we talking athlete, scholar, extraordinaire, and of course, yours truly, Coach T. Tate, and my sidekick, Jay Ever Pearsall. Another great edition of the Watkins Award Show. Thanks again. We look forward to talking with you next weekend. This is another edition of the Watkins Award Radio Show. Thank you. Oh, you gotta do is put your mind to it.